0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our post-Christmas, just before the end of the year, our last show for 2023. Uh, I'm Kevin Hillier, and here he is, the star of the show, Brian Mannix.
1: The star of the show? I don't know about that, Kev. I think we spend more time talking to Brian Cad and Brian Cannum. I think I'm the, probably the Brian that least gets discussed on this <laughs> show. Uh,
0: we don't have a Brian on this one. We have a Bill, we have a John, and we have a Vicky. That's, that's all we can do for you. Got have no more no more Brians. We've run out of Brians for this year.
1: Well, we'll have to find one for next year, but you'll, anyway. Then... You'll be it. How was your Christmas?
0: Very good, thank you. I had a lovely Christmas with the family uh, down, at, uh, down at the beach and stuff, so no, it was really nice. What about you?
1: I had a bit of a orphan Christmas. Um, I didn't come down to Melbourne and this year and sort of had my first Christmas in the Gold Coast and that was good. I sort of popped in here and then went over there and, you know, just visited a whole lot of people and had a lovely day, um, you know, didn't get too many shit presents, but um, got a
0: couple. But, uh, uh, the Gold Coast is a really interesting place to have Christmas. I've done that a couple of times because everyone's happy anyway because they're on holidays, most yeah. people that are there. So Christmas gives it another little extra layer of happiness. So it's actually a really it's a really good place to be for Christmas.
1: Well, it was. It was terrific. And, um, you know, I had a little bit of a swim and, yeah, it was a great way to spend Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, you haven't had a swim on Christmas Day for quite a while, so
0: it was good. Now, so, the, the warning is, though, that New Year's, it's an absolute, it's it's feral headquarters.
1: Well, I'll be in Melbourne once <laughs> in New Year's so
0: It could <laughs> <Good> move. <laughs> yeah. Look, lock up uh, completely, uh, put safety fences around the penthouse uh, because it turns into feral headquarters.
1: Well, if we can survive schoolies, I think we'll just survive New Year's Eve. But, so what are uh, you do? Are you uh, gigging New Year's Eve? I am in uh, Melbourne somewhere.
0: Yeah, uh, that'll so be good. Know. Seeing you're going to be in uh, Melbourne, yeah. that'll be a good place <laughs> to I, do the gig. Hey, be a good place to do the gig if you're in Melbourne. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm in Melbourne, um, and I'm sure it's um, it's. Um, well, I should know, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but if sure you look up on the internet, uh, interweb, inter- or whatever you call it. Yes. Um, You'll be able to find out where I am there. Who so you, come on.
0: Who are you doing New Year's Eve with, Scotty and Dale? And- uh,
1: well, I should know that too, shouldn't I, Kev? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Scotty will be there. Um, Sorry, um, what's your name? Steve Begsley from a p <laughs> Life Insurance. Uh, perhaps I could call you at dinner time and interest you in some life insurance. <laughs>
0: Now, I want to remind. Oh, good
1: God. Um, As soon as you put your dinner on the table, would you like to buy some life? You don't off.
0: Yeah, or I'm calling on behalf of the Victorian government to tell you about the new solar system and uh, uh, light bulb replacement No, no, you know what, mate? Go away.
1: Yeah, I get, still get Victorian government ringing me up wanting to replace my lights. I get heartbroken when I tell them I live in Queensland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Click. Isn't it funny how, they can hang, how quickly they can hang up on you when you turn the tables on them? It's always amazed me, that.
1: Yeah, if I was in Victoria, they'd still keep crapping on. I'll get this guy eventually. <laughs> I'll get yeah. I don't even live in Victoria. Bang,
0: they're have, gone. Have you ever done that silly thing where you where you miss the call and you see it as a number and you, like it says Point Cook or something, you think, oh, I'll ring it back. and You ring it back and then you get oh, this number is no longer connected. You go, okay, it's one of those. Yeah. And then you'll get five more scam calls in the next 15 minutes.
1: It's not right. It's no. not fair. It's not right.
0: No. Now, you'll never get that if you call Murcotts because Murcotts number is known worldwide as the number to call if you want to – become a better driver yourself or facilitate that for someone that you care about?
1: Well, I like that word, facilitate, Kev. That's a beauty.
0: Um, It is. And I think, you know, it's uh, this time of year it's very
1: important to drive carefully because there's lots of people on the roads travelling distances that they don't normally travel. And, you know, you just want to set your car up right, you want to do all the things right, and the number to call would be, 1300 555 576. I'm going to say it again, T. Yeah, go on. 1300 555 576.
0: Mercots.edu.au, they've got uh, some training sessions through January. You might still be able to jump on one of those, so jump on either the phone number that Brian just gave you or the website and you might be able to sneak in at that special uh, discount rate that they had uh, going for some of those uh, sessions that are coming up uh, with Mark and the team uh, in, uh, in 2024, in January 2024, so only a couple of days away. Uh, now, our guest on this program, Brian... Ah yes, tell me all about them, Kev. Bill McDonough, the drummer for so many years with Australian Crawl, wrote a lot of their best songs. In fact, wrote many of many of their best songs. And between he and his uh, his late brother Guy, they wrote uh, the pick of the songs. I reckon indisposed, um, shut down. Yeah, yeah. I wrote all the goodies. So. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, list goes on. though. I, I didn't realise that they
0: wrote so many of the
1: uh, Aussie Crawl's big hits, but there you go. Yep.
0: Uh, so Bill's uh, written a book. Uh, it's, it's not an Aussie Crawl book as such. It's, it's more a book about uh, him and Guy and, the, and their early days and how that kind of um, finished up being Ozzy uh, Crawl and their, their journey with that. So uh, all that's in the book. So we'll talk to him about the book called Sons of mm. Beaches. All right. Good title. Yeah, it is. And our other guest is The Action Skulls.
1: Hang on a second, whoa. The Action Skulls, you better tell me about the Action Skulls. My uh, musical knowledge of the uh, Action Skulls is somewhat
0: limited. All right, well, the Action Skulls are a trio. Uh, now, they they are Vicky Peterson, who was singer-guitarist in the Bangles and still is, um, even though they're not touring or anything, but she's still an active member of the Bangles. John Castle, who was a member of the Castles, who had massive hits in the late sixties, uh, with songs like "The Rain in the Park" and other things, which is a, one of the great pop songs of all time, uh, "Indian Lake," "Hair." They, they had terrific songs. The Castles, uh, and oh. they and they were the they were actually, uh, as legend has it, they were the family group that the Partridge Family story was actually written about. Or inspired, inspired by, yeah, because they had – Susan Castle was sort of about five or six years old and she uh, played the tambourine a la the girl in the Partridge family. John was the drummer uh, in the Partridge family. His two brothers uh, played guitar and wrote the song. So it was very much um, what uh, what the Partridge family was based on, the Castles. And they, uh, as I say, they did some great songs We'll play The Rain the Park and the other things. And the third member of uh, Action Skulls is Billy Mooney, who, of course, was Will Robinson in Lost in Space.
1: Danger, danger, Will Robinson. (laughs) Yeah, he's good. Um, I saw him. He was in um, that tear-jerking movie from the 70s, um, Sunshine, where I think the girl dies and it's all very sad and that. um, Yeah, he sang... He's a really good singer. Who would have thought?
0: Yeah. yeah, he's great. No, he actually he's written most of the songs that the Action Skulls have done. Uh, John and uh, and Vicky have written some, but he's uh, he's been the main songwriter. Uh, toured for a number of years until recently with America as sort of the third member of America after uh, they became a duo. Um, but uh, he's a very talented uh, singer songwriter. And uh, so yeah, so we're going to talk to I'm going to talk to them because it was one of those early morning ones to John and Vicky about uh, about uh, not only Action Skulls but another couple of projects they. They've got coming up, and also what's happening with the Bengals. We'll get the latest on that as well.
1: What about Billy Mummy's space travel? Do well, we
0: at- B- Billy? Billy wasn't in the interview, unfortunately. He couldn't. He couldn't make the interview. But uh, yeah, so it, it's just John and Vicky. But it's really good.
1: I'd like to get Billy on the show. I'd find yes. out about travel. That'd be terrific.
0: Well, well, uh, Mark Fine, our friend from our Rock and Roll um, uh, podcast. Mark got hmm. uh, got he got Billy on uh, his his sports show. Because he used to have a really? television, he used to have a television segment on his sports show, and the bloke who did his TV segment was a big fan of Lost in Space and became a bit of a friend of of Billy. So um, they hooked up. I, I w- I've been trying to get Billy uh, for an interview for us for uh, ages and never going to happen. But uh, fortunately, got uh, got John and Vicky. So even the robot would be good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you remember the little monkey with the thing on its head? Oh uh,
0: God, she's lost. Judy lost in Space Judy. was a funny show, wasn't it?
1: That was a great show. It was, it was a terrific. funny
0: show. I, uh, the 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 um uh what was his name uh Smith. Dr. Smith? yeah, he was brilliant. He was brilliant.
1: Oh yeah, he was hilarious. And you I know, think
0: so- I think from memory, I think Billy played that character in a remake of the of the film in later years. Oh really? Yeah, he played the character he played the Dr. Smith character, not the Will Robinson character. I'm sure that was sure. sure. Like with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Might have been. I can't remember. I just yeah. I, I remember reading something about it somewhere. Anyway, let's get to Bill McDonough because uh uh first time ever we've got a guest on a boat. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Hey. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> aren't aren't we the uh, IT trendsetters? We're uh, we're linking now to the uh the the minnow? <laughs> well, next,
1: well, next week we'll, so we'll talk to uh, Mark from Merkites and see if we can interview somebody in a racing car.
0: Oh, why could... not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to Bill McDonough and talk to him about his book, Sons of Beaches. Oh,
2: Are you in a not... boat? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, yeah. Okay, that's it. Get stuffed. I'm not doing the interview if you're in a boat.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm I'm down at the Gippsland Lakes, coming live to you from uh, downtown Painesville.
0: Ah, not oh, lovely part of the world.
2: Meredith and I have a boat down here, and it has been flooding, so yes. we decided we better get down here and um, have a look at the old girl, just see if she's okay. But it's all well, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, anyway,
1: what do you use the boat for, Bill?
2: Oh, uh, look, Brian, it's just uh, like a little holiday house. We just there use was. it for holidays. It's a getaway. It's a liverboard. You know, we come down for weekends and, uh, you know, uh, Easter, um, and we have the Christmas holidays here on it.
1: Oh, that sounds great.
2: Yeah. You take yeah, it out I love... much? Yeah, oh, yeah. We go out all over the place. The lakes are fantastic. You see, there's heaps of places to go here, you know, like mm. little sort of inlets and coves and bays. And you can usually find a good spot to go and nose up on the beach. There's no rocks here, so you can push the boat up onto yeah. the beach, tie her off, and then you can just sit there for a couple of days and get on the piss. <laughs> oh, that's <be> great. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the Responsible Serving of Alcohol and Boat uh, Operation uh, disclaimer, insert here. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, the book, Why uh, tell us why uh, you felt the need to, to put it all in writing.
2: Well, it got to the stage, Kevin, there was a lot of nonsense written about Australian Crawl and Guy in particular and, you know, things that were propping up on Wikipedia that just weren't true and I just got sick and tired of it. So I thought once and for all let's just set the record straight. That was one of the reasons and the other reason was that, you know, friends and relatives kept on telling me, oh, you've lived this interesting, unusual life and I've gone, oh, have I? (laughs) <laughs> you know it's just what i've done and they said no no you've got to write the stories down particularly about you know all the stuff you did with guy even before australian court because they were exceptional times and that's exactly uh what i thought i'd do i actually started writing the book as a series of sort of like short stories Uh, one of my friends a lady called sue she's an art teacher she said oh You've got to write these stories down. So I did. And I had about six stories. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe I've got a book here. So I sort of stuck them in chronological order and then I started to fill in
0: in between. So you didn't start you didn't start at the beginning. You actually probably more likely started at the end rather than the beginning.
2: I sort of started in the middle because they started <laughs> as they started as the exciting dinner party sagas, you know. Tell us a story, Billy, tell us a story. And I'd go, Well, hang on. Did I tell you the one about the, the New South Wales coppers when we got arrested? No. So off I'd go and I'd tell that story. So I probably wrote that first, which is the Mullen oh. ambush. Then I wrote something about, you know, uh, that story where we sailed across the Indian Ocean and got marooned on Christmas Island. And then I just shoved it all into water, as I said, and then I just went back and started to make sense of, of it from when we were little boys, going right through to Guy's death and beyond.
1: Wow. How long Mm. did it take you to write and what was, you know, did you lock off, you know, five hours a day or what was your process and how long did it take?
2: Well, it started off just me telling stories, you know, on holidays with friends Mm. and I think we were actually in Bali, not a cooter or any of those sort of, you know, touristy joints. We were on the back blocks up the east coast and, and i just started riding over the holidays and probably got you know one or two stories down and then i'd put it away and then i might not get back to it you know for six months i wrote a lot on the boat here see i'm still in business i'm still running a business and you know you get busy with people ringing you up and trying to keep the business going and paying staff and all that sort of nonsense and you get bogged down with the day-to-day realities of life.
3: Yeah. And
2: coming down onto um, Pisces 2, it's called, this boat, <laughs> and, you know, I could get down to – go across the lake to a place called the Grange um, or into Duck Arm where I can nose up on a beach and I've got 90-mile beach behind me. I can go through the sand dunes and there's no one there and I can just sit on the boat and go tappity tap tap, 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 you know, and, and wow. get – I can get a whole day in because i got solar power here yep. on the boat. So I can just sit here on the boat in complete calm and not be interrupted and that's where I did a fair bit of writing for the book here. Yeah.
0: Wow. Was it hard to write both, I mean, uh, from a writing point of view and from a, from a, what, you, what was coming out of your, your, your soul?
2: Oh, yes. Look, fortunately I've got a good memory. My wife would testify to that. <laughs> you know, I keep forgetting my keys and the wallet. You know, sometimes I wouldn't know where my dick is. But you know, <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of the 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 old the old memories, I've got a good recollection. I can remember what Guy and I did. I can remember what happened in Australian Crawl. I can remember, you know, the times I used to, um, you know, work with Brian and all the other guys in rock and roll during those times. So it was pretty clear, wasn't hard for me to recollect, you know. But then there's some very emotional, um, sad parts to the book, uh, particularly the chapter about Guy's death. And, you know, that's something that you never really get over. Mm. And that still can hurt. you know, you'd spend a day writing that chapter or a couple of days writing that chapter and you'd be pretty drained. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd just break open the gin bottle at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. yeah. You
2: know, yeah. have a few drinks. I
1: wrote a book and um, I found at times you kind of read living a lot of the stuff that you've been through and I, I sort of, you know, I'm glad I did it but mm. – I found that there were certain parts of it that you know I'd be in tears lighting it, and and I, I, there was some bad things that happened that you got to go through again, and I, I just felt that really painful. I loved it when things were going well in the book, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that would have been very difficult for you. And,
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. See, the other th- the, the good thing about my situation was that I got picked up by a really good publisher. Um, Hardy Grant and their subdivision called Ultimo Press. It's a brand new subdivision of Hardy Grant. Yeah, they're good. And the people there were well, and and are very, very good. They're really um, great to work with. They didn't try and tell me how to write the book but they were pretty strict on how I should present certain aspects. And Brian, you'll You'll understand this, you know, when you're in a big band like Uncanny X-Men and Australian Crawl. There's all the shit that goes down, all the personality problems, the egos, all of that. Yeah. And I was told, you know, I really have to be um, generous in spirit, and I'm, and I should be kind and in my reflections. So, you know, this wasn't a book about settling old scores and sticking the knife yeah. in. So. It was. I tried to keep it pretty level, so far as you know that type of emotional yeah. experience went.
0: Yeah. Mm. Do you yeah, do? I, I, are you happy with that that you, that you did it that
2: way? Yes, I am actually, because you know, I'm not the sort of guy that's going to come down to the level of certain people <laughs> who shall remain nameless. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not about um, settling old scores. You know, all that stuff that happened years ago, it's just water under the bridge as far as I'm concerned. So I was pretty happy about that approach. They cut a lot of the sex out, though. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah. uh,
1: They sanitised it a bit. A lot of the things in the 80s, you couldn't do it today.
2: No way. No. No, we'd be be hung hung by the neck until dead, Brian.
1: Thank, thank goodness nobody had, you know, phones in the camera phones. Because that would, that would have been a disaster for us.
2: Mate, you and I would be in an orange suit still. Yeah, I reckon we would.
0: <laughs> I haven't finished the book and uh, the bits I've read, though, uh, really interested in your childhood, to be honest. And I, mm. I didn't realise your dad died when you were so young.
2: Yes. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why Guy and I were um, – you know, particularly close, um, and I think, it, you know, in the book I'm telling the story about how I had to sort of feel as though um, I had responsibility to to look after him, being yeah. the bigger brother, the older brother, now that Dad was gone. You know, if Dad had lived, I think things would have been completely different. I, I'm sure they would have been. I think Dad would have steered Guy and I away from music and rock and roll. And you know, We are both very good sports Um Sports players,
0: swimmers, you're a swimmer,
2: yeah, yeah. And Guy was a great footballer too, yep. as was Brad Robinson, Australian Crawl. But yeah, we're all very sporty, so maybe if dad had lived, um, he might have said, uh, you know, not doing that bloody rock and roll stuff. Hey, <laughs> eh? that Mick Jagger, dad, dad. I remember dad saw Mick Jagger, and the Rolling Stones on television just before he died, he was appalled. You know, he was into Harry Belafonte and stuff like that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the king and I and all those sort of uh, musicals
0: if your dad had lived uh, Sam blank and glass onion would never have been the you know the the starting point of your musical career
2: maybe not maybe not I, dad might have you know pushed us more along the sporting line um and look I'm not sure yet. look dad was very progressive I'm I'm not. I don't want to paint him as being some sort of real redneck uh, conservative. He wasn't because we were in our family business was the textile business, yep. and Dad um, had come straight out of school into the family business, and he'd been it, in it for eighteen years, from eighteen to thirty-seven, um, when he got terribly ill and died. And and he was, you know, he was pretty hip, the old man. Um, I had remember a bloody MG getting,
0: sports car, didn't he? One of his yeah, first cars.
2: Yeah, he had an MGTC and he he wore some of the latest fashions too because he was in the fashion industry. He was in the rag trade. So he had some really sort of like cool outfits that he'd, um, you know, uh, picked up from uh, his overseas travels and, you know, watching fashion trends in America, you know, all that sort of stuff. He probably would have allowed me and Guy to um, dabble in the music, but whether we would have gone on and done what we did, Who knows? That's the big $64 question, isn't it?
0: I reckon he would have been horrified that Sam Blank ran second to Jamie Redfern in a talent quest.
2: Yeah, we were. (laughs) I I think there might have been a little bit of, you know, a little bit of shenanigans going on there. I think Liberace might have had a little bit of uh, (laughs) a say in what was going on there because Redfern was a Liberace protege.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And it was a happening 70 Talent Quest, wasn't it, on Channel 10? Channel That's O right.
2: would have been there. Channel O, Ross D. Wiley. Yeah. Yeah. Ross was the uh, – yeah, he was the, the presenter. Yep. That's where I met Bon Scott.
0: Well, as, the and then as, as Talent Quest go, then you did the 3XY Hodley's what, a couple of years later or a year later after that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that in our sort of like first college year uh, at Prey School. So you know we'd grown our hair long, and um, we were able to go out and buy groovy, you know, outfits and uh, really looked the part. Yeah, and we played. Uh, we we got um, we got to the Melbourne final at Festival Hall. Yeah. So, um, but we we didn't get beyond that. Uh, who won it that year? Fraternity. Yes. Bob and Scott again.
1: My old man's a groovy old man. Gets himself in a hell of a jam.
0: No, that was that was the Valentines. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, those. fraternity you, did the version of Seasons of Change. The other version. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. They were good. They were a good band. Fraternity, very good band.
2: I never saw fraternity, but I uh, saw the Valentines because they used to play at our yacht club dances when I was a teenager. You know, and then uh, there I was um, in the Channel O green room talking to Bon and oh, the other guy, Vince Lovegrove. Yep. Yeah, Vince. He was a lovely guy. He's dead now. Yes. Um. Yeah, he we did a we did a fair bit with um with Vince. Ironically, when he was you know in journalism. Yeah, yeah we did some interviews with Vince mm, for EMI. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he was a good bloke. I liked him.
0: Yeah, what are Aussie crawl fans going to find out in this reading this book? Bill that they that they might not have known, or that might surprise them, or might shock them.
2: Well, I think they're going to find out exactly what happened and, you know, who did what because in rock and roll, a lot of people like to rewrite history to suit their agenda, you know, their own agenda. And, look, I took a back seat. I wasn't really worried about it, you know, for 30 years, but then (laughs) it gets to the point where you just get fed up with people just – rewriting history so i just wanted to tell people you know these were the songs we actually wrote guys oh by the way remember we wrote half that album (laughs) and then we wrote half the other album and uh yeah we did have an influence and um an impact on the band as as two brothers um because a lot of that just got washed swept under the carpet um and it's not about me wanting to sort of go, oh, well, you know, now I'm, you know, famous and uh, now everyone knows what I did. It's just that I hate, I, I just hate people not being generous enough to tell exactly what happened about a band, about uh, a time in history, so that, you know, people then can just read about it and, experience it and make up their own minds as to, uh, you know, how it may have affected them at the time. That was one of uh, the reasons I was pretty happy about getting getting it published. And I can tell you it was harder to get a book published than it was to get a record contract. <laughs> really, really difficult. Yeah, That's surprising.
1: That's really surprising that it was hard to get a, a contract because, you know, you needed that. And you know, you've written, you know, as you say, we and Kev were talking about it before, that all the songs you and Guy wrote, and (laughs) you know, they're a lot of the very best songs that the band played. Oh,
3: they um, were,
1: you know, yeah. Um, you know, indisposed, uh, shut down, yours isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, Errol, oh no, um, not you again, things don't seem downhearted, my god. Yeah. See a lot of those uh, a lot of those songs
2: were written when we were in the flatheads pre-crawl.
0: Yep. And oh, see that's uh, another
2: that's another element that people don't um, you know, probably know about. I just wanted to explain that, you know, Australian Crawl just didn't arrive on countdown, you know, was, with James and Two Broken Arms. It was there was, it was there a were pretty, good, these,
0: pretty good yeah, arrival. It was a pretty
1: memorable. <laughs> it was a pretty memorable performance because of the two broken arms. Yeah, it well, was, so, was going, See the bloke with the two broken arms. could
2: yeah. <laughs> <You know? Yes, laughs> not have worked yes. out better for you. Yeah, it well it did actually, thing. it probably did work out quite well. But you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of hard work and um time and effort leading up to that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know too much history about your band, Brian, but there, there must have been bands before Uncanny X-Men. There must have been, you know, this... My
1: I was twelve when I started my first band. Mm. Um, we didn't have a bass player. We had two electric guitars. And we had a drummer, mm. and I just always had a band all the way, all the way through. And then eventually, you sort of go, "We're not very good, fellas. Maybe we should, uh, you know, um, you know, practice a bit more often and get good and write like <laughs> our own songs." Um, so we so that's what we did, but yeah, it was you know yeah it didn't just right oh hello how are you let's be a band it wasn't like that at all they were no. all sort of mates in school and stuff like that
2: yeah yeah exactly yeah and I think it's really interesting telling telling people you know the the backstory to a you know a, yeah I, a big I agree yeah. and the other thing too about the book too is I mean Australian crawl doesn't get mentioned until page hundred and thirty one yep. One of the reasons why the publishers really liked the book is because they liked the nostalgia of the story from the little boys through to the crawl. Yeah. You know, growing up in the 50s um, and 60s and then on to the 70s and then into the 80s with the big bands, yeah, they just sort of liked the old the, the idea of looking back and reliving how things were in post-war 1952 when I was born. Yeah, you know, I talk about in
1: my book. I talk about how the milk was still getting delivered by horses. You know, clip clop, clip clop. And that's how and this book starts.
0: Up. Yeah, Oh, really? Exactly,
2: yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's how mine starts. Yeah, it does. That's uh, one of my fondest, yeah, that's one of my fondest yeah. memories. How old are you now?
1: Um, I, uh sixty-two. Oh, you're much younger than me. I don't look it, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but all that stuff from the '60s and you know, even in the '80s when. You know, a lot of the stories that happened about your band, it's like they wouldn't have happened if we had mobile phones. But So we didn't know where he was or that sort of stuff. And, but I think mm. it was good to remind people of all of that. No, it was different then, you know, that sort of stuff. As you say, the nostalgia. Um, mm. With my book, the X-Men's a part of it. But the whole point of my book was I've done a lot of good things in my life. And, yeah, the X-Men was great. But, mm. you know, I think having kids was far greater than anything the X-Men did. Yeah. Just I you know, I just tried to put the X-Men in perspective, you know, as yeah. far as my life's concerned, and i said what well, you've done the same.
2: Yeah, well, I have. See, my book's about the journey of two brothers. It's not an Australian Crawl book. Yep. Australian yeah. Crawl was just, a, you know, a, a couple of chapters in the overall journey from, you know, yeah. when we were little boys growing up in North Borland to... You know, sadly, when Guy passed away prematurely. But, you know, then I take it right through until now um, in relation to how I'm dealing with, you know, Guy's legacy, uh, what I'm doing, um, how I'm dealing with Australian Crawl and uh, my fellow band members, you know, because yeah. we, we still have to communicate and make business decisions about copyright. Okay. Yeah.
0: Which is how the book finishes when you talk about the Universal deal and, and and how that sort of all played out. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Our careers were salvaged by Universal because EMI were lefting, letting us, you know, wither on the vine. Uh, they hadn't – they'd really neglected Australian crawl, you know, like bands like uh, Midnight Oil, In Excess, Cold Chisel, you know, Split ins, Crowded House. They're all trotting out their um, – Greatest Hits volume number 300 and we <laughs> we didn't have anything coming out. Yeah. And as soon as um, Universal picked us up and they did our fourth Greatest Hits, which was the remastered one, it went to number one on the iTunes charts, number four on the Aria charts, and it sold 70,000 platinum. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often anymore. No, and I had a, I had a number one at 61. Mind you, Brian, it was only number one for about five minutes, but
0: I, st- <laughs> I still went number one. Yeah, you got to it's screenshot like that, that chart really quickly, haven't you? <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, yes.
0: Yes, this podcast yeah. was number one for about five minutes at one stage. To,
2: screenshot it now, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we had a lot of problems with that. As you know, you've read – you probably haven't got to that part where, um, you know, we had to – Art company with Simon Binks, the player. Yeah, no, priority. no, I've
0: got to that part. That was uh, on the back of the uh-huh. current affair story.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you almost um, sort of scotched this huge contract. And uh, anyway, we managed to get it all sorted out, done and dusted. But uh, it was. Um,
0: a record company representative tracked him down and got him to sign without breaking both his arms, which is quite novel.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> in the and history a of Australian surgery crawl. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it so I'm led to blue. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Anyway, it all got done and dusted and um, yeah, it was a great success. That's when James decided that he, you know, he could remember uh, about Australian crawl. And <laughs> uh, now he's trotting himself out doing crawl tours.
0: The one thing I've always been uncomfortable with 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 I mean, I and I've been on radio stations where, you know, there wasn't a great radio station and you thought, yeah, but what you've done in the past is still a part of what you are now, regardless of, of whether it was, whether you look back on it now and think, oh, Jesus, that was awful or that was terrible. Or, that was a, It's a part of what you are now. And to deny that it even exists almost, I've never understood why, and musicians do it probably more than, musicians and movie stars and TV stars do it more than anybody else, they almost deny that they did that, which is, to me, bloody ridiculous.
2: Oh, It is. Yeah, I mm. mean, it's crazy. It's it's part of what happened. It's history, and yeah. you have to embrace it, you know, and it's part of your journey. I don't even, I don't understand why artists feel threatened by it. You yeah, know, you've got to start somewhere, don't you, Brian? You start somewhere. Absolutely.
1: I, yeah. I, I hate my first record. I think there's some good songs on it. God, it's an awful recording. But, you know, you go, oh, well, that's where I was then, you yeah. know, and, and if you look at your all your records and stuff, it's it kind of, it's almost autobiographical in that. Well, oh, what was I writing about here? Oh, yeah, okay, I must have been thinking about that then, and you know that sort of stuff. Um Yeah, yeah. You embrace everything you've done, you know. And you know, I think one of the things with my book was I really wanted to show people how bad things, you know, that you know, bad shit happens to everybody, yeah. you know. And this happened to me. I got the shit punched out of me here, and you know, I and I think that's. I think people actually enjoy the you know, my book starts off with me throwing up on the audience, which is was well, a good way to start a book. But <laughs> the mistakes you make make the best anecdotes. You know, people yeah. start saying, Yeah, and then I was, you know, punched up four hes had sex with five girls and was number one. Who cares? But if you go, nah, bikie punched the crap out of me and I still had a gig to do, that's much more interesting.
2: Exactly. The it is yes you've got to. T- that's what my book's all about my book doesn't um you know it's it's not uh, sanitized it's not well it's sanitized in the sense that the publishing company were very careful about you know not offending um band members you know litigation um girls all that sort of stuff no. so it's just sort of it's a little bit politically correct in that regard but it is the truth about what happened. It's ah, uh, it's it is Watson Hall. Yep. You know, and I've told the world what happened to Guy, um, which wasn't pretty, you know. But that's what happened.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: You know, you know, that's I got
1: sacked.
2: I, I got sacked. I got kicked out of the band because James and I don't like each other. You know. Yeah. i got to. T- I'm not going to bullshit. I've got to. I just. This is what happened. So. You know, this is why it happened, and this is what I had to do.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's great. I think people are going to love reading about this.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it's not—you know—it's only a few Me pages would. in. It's only a few pages into the book where you know Bill cries for the first time and and soils his pants. So you know, it, it's it is what's and all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh fantastic. yes, oh, yes,
2: yeah. yes. Yes, I was a very timid, shy little <laughs> boy when I was, you know. Five or six. I was, yeah. But you know what, um, Kevin, the reason why I wanted to also tell a lot about the early days was that Guy was a completely different personality to me. So yep. in, in describing how sort of timid and shy I was, uh, you know, fragile, and Guy was the opposite. He was sort of, you know, more <laughs> – he was a larrikin. He was naughty. Yep.
0: Yeah. He was a
2: naughty little boy.
1: (laughs) No, we love that.
2: So that's how you – and you can see the development of the two um, personalities as they grow and come, you know, through life together and why why guy was like he was and why I'm like I am, you know.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's great, and a, there's a lovely bit in it where you talk about going to a place called Children's Paradise, which was yes. which was some sort of day camp, whatever it was that your parents sent you to. That I, I think that was almost almost the, the the spot where you two came together and went, you know what? We're actually in this together. We're not apart.
2: Yes, we had to. <laughs> yeah, that was a horror, a horror. Two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, Mum went away on a holiday, and and Dad had to work in in the family business, so. It was decided that we'd go to like this sort of quasi boarding house, boarding school. It was a place where people sent their kids and they'd get looked after for, you know, a week or two weeks. We were there for a fortnight. It felt like two years. It was a house of horrors.
0: <laughs> yeah. Run by a bloke called Uncle Roddy who had gold teeth. I'm sorry. That's that. You know, just yeah, un- went, yep, there you go. Yeah. Uncle Rudy. Rudy. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Uncle Rudy. Yep.
2: I think he was, you know, Czechoslovakian or Russian. Bill, Bill. <laughs> I,
1: think, I think I saw him in a James Bond movie. I think I saw him in Yes, yes, Heroes.
2: he looked like he was bald with gold teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, would remiss of us not to talk about the elephant in the room in this book? Yeah. The drummer who really wanted to be a guitarist.
2: Oh. Oh, well.
0: Have you come to terms with that yet? hear the
1: relief in Bill's voice then <laughs> where the elephant in the room it's like, oh, <laughs> oh I, I didn't know what
2: was coming. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what he was going to say. You're, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask me some sort of, you know, difficult question about um, James yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes, uh, look, I suppose it's uh, – I'm thinking probably retrospectively because, you know, being a drummer, it's not the most glamorous job in a rock and roll band. Um, You know, I'd be sitting up there year in, year out, and uh, girls would just be throwing themselves (laughs) at the other guys (laughs) and I'd miss out. (laughs) i am gone, why didn't I play guitar, you know? That would have been much better. (laughs) I'd be able to stand up and move around and jump around and show off and I'd get Sheila's.
1: <laughs> Mind you, I think a drummer looks slightly cooler than a keyboard player because they look like somebody, you know, doing the checkout at Cole. <laughs> yes.
2: And yes, then when they got those can...
1: keytars so they could move around. Now that was just embarrassing for everybody. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes. K-tars, K-tars. yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Keithars,
1: yes. Yes. Pseudo echo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had one. Me had one too. Yeah.
2: Ah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think. Um. Yeah, I should have been a bass player. A bass player. Yeah, I should have been a bass player.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, because that would have satisfied my uh, rhythmic, natural rhythmic intentions, and uh, but then I got to stood up and you know impressed women. (laughs) 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 And
1: I think too, back in them days. How hot were the lights, you know? And especially, oh. for, you know, I'd be, I'd be covered in sweat after two songs. But mm-hmm. ten times worse for the drummer because he might be on a rostrum that's even closer to the lights, and yes. he's doing all the physical work.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh god! Yeah. Well, I actually got cooked. Did I mention that in the book? I don't think I did. I think it got cut out. I haven't seen it. No, no. Well, I'll just tell you. Um, we were playing the prospect. Oh, we were doing it like a um, a, a national tour, Brian. Uh, we were going, yeah. you know, like the, the big East Coast run, and we were doing big RSLs and some outdoor speedways, and we were carrying a concert rig. You know, we had two Pantex, one for stage, oh. and, and another one had a fold-out stage so we could do, you know, Maruya Speedway and all those sort of um, wow. big outdoor stuff. And... um for some reason we were back in bloody Melbourne doing something or other, and they decided to throw in a Prospect Hill gig. So, that, our that's lighting pretty guy, stage. Pretty yeah, like movement. exactly. So, our bloody idiot lighting guy, he's brought in <laughs> half the concert rig and stuck it about that far off my head, <laughs> <laughs> and he's turned it on. And he's fried me, and I ended up in Frankston Hospital that night with kidney stones. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and I was uh, I was absolutely buggered. and um, he, he all the all the salts in my kidneys crystallised because I got overheated.
1: Jesus! Oh my god!
2: Yeah, and then wow. um, the next the next two nights or three nights we were in Sydney, and Derek Palici came in from LRB. Yeah, and he oh, yeah. he played. Whilst I um, got rid of the kidney stones and managed to get on a plane to come back up to, to Sydney to rejoin the band. Good funny job.
1: Derek, it's funny you mentioned Derek Palici because he got fried too.
2: He, he did, did he yes. Yes, right. he
1: he did. All his arms and Jeff Cox had to fill in for an LRB tour to that's America. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, it was. Um, he got um burned at a barbecue.
1: Yeah. That mm. poured petrol or something on it to get it going. It wasn't yeah, yeah. Idea, anyway. No, no, no. He was
2: badly burnt, very badly burnt. Yeah, he was.
1: So you know, maybe your next book could be called Drummers on Fire or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone's yeah. ready. Hey, Brian, are you going to write another book? You um, got another, another book in you?
1: Well, not about me. I've sort of got. I'm halfway through one at the moment, which is um, I really, I'm really enjoying. But up here on the Gold Coast, bit hard to get motivated, but um, mm-hmm. I've written about 20 chapters and I think it's really funny, but it's just about, ca- like, it's about the characters in it. It's nothing to do with lock and roll. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, look, you know, I and, you know, if I finish it, great, but I think it's good to sort of have, you know, you've got to have purpose in life. So mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got too much spare time, your mind finds things to worry about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you play guitar or you Use your mind constructively mm. and um, seems to be good for mental health.
0: Have you still got the demolition business, Bill? Yes, I have. So yes. you're still blowing shit up.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying not to do too much in it these days because I am 70. Yeah. And um, seventy-one actually. Um oh, well, you're looking great. November. Thanks,
0: mate. Is November your birthday? Early November. Yeah, I just turned yeah. I just
2: turned seventy one. There you go. Um, I've got to tell you something also, you'll die when you hear about this. Anyway, I'm trying to, um, you know, sort of semi-retire. My son, fortunately, is in business, and he's a very capable uh, young man, so he tends to do 80% of it, and I sort of do about 20% of it now.
0: Perfect. Mm.
2: I didn't know you were living on the Gold Coast, or you're just up there holiday. You live there now? No, no,
1: I live here. I've had enough of Melbourne. I love Melbourne, but... yeah. 281 days of lockdown and the weather and I just think the traffic got really bad and I've always wanted to live up here, um, probably inspired by watching you guys on the water slide and surfing. Yes, and, um, yes. Errol, well, the, was, it? was it
2: Errol? Yeah, it was Errol, yeah. That's yeah, the same that's reason incredible. why Mer- Yeah, Meredith and I bought a place up on the Sunshine Coast because we just got sick and tired of bloody freezing cold Melbourne and I like Queensland. It's very nice
0: place. Very nice. Mate, thanks for your time. It's always good to no catch worries. up.
2: No worries. Yeah, thanks, good. Kevin. Book's really good. Yeah, well congrats, done. Congratulations on the book, Bill. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Kevin. Lovely to talk to you guys.
0: There's a little uh, sort of a little medley there of some of the great songs written by the McDonough brothers uh, that uh, have uh, been such a staple of our musical diet for so many years now, those Aussie Crawl songs.
1: Yeah, great songs and uh, really nice guy too, uh, really very down to earth and, you know, good to chat to. I really enjoyed that.
0: And he's probably spent most of his uh, Christmas holiday reading your book because he was going to get it on Kindle and, uh, or whatever it's called and uh, have, a, have a read of the e-book, he told me.
1: Well, you know, we both liked the the milk, the milk courses. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yes. There now, you go. Let's get to our second guess. It's the Action Skulls. As I mentioned it's uh, Vicky Peterson from the Bengals, John Castle uh, from the Castles, and uh, and of recent times he's been the drummer, touring drummer for the Beach Boys for the last twenty odd years until he got the sack this year, um, which he tells me about in the interview. Uh, so let's have a listen to them, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll play a bit of Action Skulls for you as well. So here they are. Vicki Peterson and John Castle, the Action Skulls.
5: Recording in progress.
0: Yes, it's it's lovely to see you both. Hello, Kevin. <laughs>
4: Thank uh,
5: you.
0: Hello, John. How are you?
4: I'm well. I don't come from the land down under.
0: Okay. <laughs> Can I start singing Colin Hayes songs to me? We're in trouble.
4: Hey, oh, look, no. at before Colin Hayes. We love I, Colin. I, I, I paved the way for punks like him because <laughs> I had a regional hit myself in 1967 in australia with the path of love you can look that up yeah no i if remember the a, song
0: i remember the song
5: remembers
4: it <laughs> not colin cow um, where all my where all my relatives live in in new zealand and close by yeah. uh, because that's where they put all the prisoners a long time ago
0: <laughs> well i'm sure my descendants uh, came from some dodgy background uh, on a boat uh, here having stolen something or done something
5: we think the councils were rum runners.
0: So well, we were definitely rum runners.
5: It's on
4: the
0: books in the uh, in,
4: in in the UK. It's definitely in the books.
5: How well, how and when did
4: you two meet?
5: How how did we meet? How, how did how, how did we meet? <laughs> we met about 150 years ago at a little club. Well, you know, it
4: was uh, it's a story Vicki doesn't recall very easily. Um, we met on April 27th in uh, 1978, 28. or 28, <laughs> but who's counting? No, she has a whole story that goes with that. that um, I didn't know that at the time no, that didn't. she was meeting me. <laughs>
5: you didn't know I was but meeting you.
4: I didn't know she was meeting me. <laughs> it's a straight answer. Take it's over. Really I'm just going to sit here and laugh. Go
0: ahead. Go, go right ahead. I love it. Let's talk about action skulls. Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's start at the beginning when uh, when you're sitting around a piano at, at uh, you know, a famous person's house singing songs, the three of you.
5: We were. We are just yeah. talking about that, the, the long-lost tradition of holiday parties. Hopefully it's, yeah. hopefully it's back. But, yeah, we were at a Christmas party and um, – she had hired, um, a, a who's couple, she, first of all. Okay. She is Angela Cartwright, <gasps> the beautiful and talented Angela Cartwright, who, um, of course knew our dear friend, our new dear friend, Bill Mooney, who we had not really, we didn't know him that well. Even then we kind of invited ourselves to this party. There, was a, there, there
4: was a holiday party before the the holiday party down the street. At a friend's house, Peter Leinheiser, where Bill and Eileen, his wife, were going. And so we don't know Angela, but, you know, we all are in love with Angela from our <laughs> childhood. And and I just jokingly, you know, knew that Bill was going there. And like Vicki said, we're just still f- figuring each other out. So as a joke, I said, well, I got to get going, everybody. I'm going to go to Angela's house to uh, the Christmas party. And Bill says, "Oh, oh, we are too. We are too. Well, we'll go with you." And I looked at Bill. I said, "Bill, I'm joking. I don't know this woman. I was not invited to her <laughs> holiday party." And he looks at me and said, "You're coming with us then." And so he, we were not invited, but Bill brought us to Angela's house for the party, and that's where Vicky takes over. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting at the piano and.
5: Yeah, we were just just singing uh, Beatles songs, anything. I was kind of sitting on the the bench and Bill was my left and John was kind of standing over here and I'm I'm hearing our harmonies surrounding me and I'm thinking this is really interesting because we have very different voices, very distinct voices and very. and yet we did fall into harmonies pretty quickly, which is something that I guess we all do naturally. And um and it had a really nice sound and I think from there we, we left
4: that party going, hmm. Yeah, no, no. At the party, Bill and I decided we were going to start a band. <laughs> and, and I said, well, let's call it the Action Figures. And he had this skull ring on. He's so sci-fi, like tomboy boy. And he goes, no, we're going to call it Action Skulls. And then she rolls her eyes. <laughs>
5: Good <laughs> boy, down with a couple of 12 year old boys, <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: the, and the voices do match uh remarkably. Uh, it's one of those things, and and I love the way you've set it up in terms of everyone kind of gets a, a, a crack at a, a different part of the song, which is not something that a lot of bands do. It tends to be this is my song and I'm singing it
5: absolutely. Yeah, it's just it just mm. works in the philosophy of the band.
4: Yeah, well, Bill really. And Bill is a, a such a prolific writer, an incredible source of music. He writes for everybody to sing something too. When he writes something, he's no here. You'll do this, and I'll do that, and you do this, and, and then we wrote things together. It just it just worked out that way. So there was no ego saying that's my song. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. some I sang so on the first one, Angels Here. I was singing a bunch of stuff that I didn't write anything, you know, Bill just said, no, you sing it. That sounds great. You know, like, okay. <laughs> you know, but yeah. the the three of us singing together, it's just, it, it's such fun how it sounds. You know, we yeah. both come from that era of music and vocals that I don't think you, you don't hear a lot of vocal bands anymore. Right
0: you know what I mean? Uh, the other thing I really like about your stuff, and I'm sure you're, it's part of the, the, the thrill and enjoyment you get, is that you're not frightened of what your influences and your, and your, uh, the people that you listen to when you are coming through. They, they yeah. come they come out of the speakers uh, as as you guys do.
5: Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, we we are carrying torches proudly for Project Stills, Nash and Young. You know, you know, uh, Mamas and Papas, The it's Beatles, everything we obviously, love, Beach Boys. There's a couple of Beach Boys things that we're going, ooh, is that too Beach Boy? Yeah, uh, yeah. who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's just vocals are our horn section. Vocals are our strings. It's just, that's how we grew up, like, the vocals. Coloring. Ooh, put Oz here. Nobody oohs an Oz anymore. <laughs> they just, they don't do it. <clears throat> not not a lot of it anyway. Some country stuff, but even that isn't really a lot mm-hmm. heavy vocal band stuff anymore. Eagles, when they go out, they're, vocals. they're just doing their old songs, so. And that's
0: all vocals. Um, there's a, there's an energy and a, and a, I don't know what it is a, a happiness and a joy that comes from from vocal performances much more than a, a instrumentally. I, I I've always found as a as a like a listener.
5: Yeah, I think well, it, I think it does. It resonates. You know, the sound of human voices and especially human voices uh, sharing emotion, whether it's uh, joy or, or sorrow or loneliness or whatever you're you're listening to it. it it tends to really resonate in your in your heart. And and for me, harmony vocals have always been just one of the most glorious sounds. I just love I choirs. I love I love mm. the sound of choirs, singing choirs. And we
4: love arranging them.
5: Yes, She's I mean, a great too. arranger. I'm a
4: great <laughs> arranger at yeah. vocals. We both, we love to we arrange do. vocals.
5: As a matter of fact, that's what we did on the, the second Action Skulls record, which was really... The third Action Skulls record because we'd already started the second Action Skulls record, which then recently was released as the third Action Skulls record. If you're following me, yep. um, but during the during the lockdown, we did um, a, a project with Bill where he just kept sending us songs, and John and I were, of course, we were separated by many miles in Los Angeles. John and I went down into our studio and and just ranged vocals all over the place. Yeah, the way that <laughs> came about, that way
4: that came about, Bill. Uh, we would send him a song that we were working on and he'd put it into his studio machine and <coughs> finish magic, it. Magic machine. With, you know, this is just not supposed to be done. This is, this is just a rough, hey, any ideas? he just send it back, finish. So <laughs> as payback, he sent a song out in a text to a friend and I was in the loop. And I just loved it so much. It was a bluegrass thing called social um. Um, distancing. What was it? Social distancing blues. Social distancing blues. Yeah. And I heard nice, and, and so I told Vicky, I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "Let's go in the studio and put these vocals on this thing, and then send it back to him." You know, and that's when I thought we gonna, Oh, you guys are so funny. No, it wasn't. That we guys are so funny. He sent us nine to ten more songs, <laughs> saying, yeah. "Let's keep going. Let's keep do, going. Do, do this one. Keep doing do on this one. one. Do, do, do this one." one. <laughs> it's like almost <laughs> overwhelming. It's like, oh. <laughs> But it, was, but it was, was our
5: project for it was for such
4: great fun pandemic. every day, and I didn't have to tour. She wasn't touring, we were just home at the house. Yeah, and I'm sorry, the pandemic was sad for a lot of people, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it was the best time I ever had <laughs> staying home because I have a calendar chasing my butt constantly, and so it always takes the action skulls forever to record an album because I'm always gone. Yeah, and that's why the long periods of time
0: one album you, you spent a year recording, and then and then uh, unfortunately uh, the bass player passed away, and that oh, Rick. That, yeah, so the, the, I mean oh, you've been you've been through a lot of kind of incredible highs and lows in a very short history for this for this band, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah,
4: yeah. We're divorcing pretty soon, but yeah. we can still be in the band like yes. we would Matt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it has—it's it's been—it's been an amazing kind of—and then—and then, and then you—I mean—you did that album with with Rick. You did uh, in a studio together with no separation and just—and let's just do it like the, they used to do albums. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: It was great.
5: Yeah, the first record there was a lot of that with Rick.
0: Yeah. So so take me through the the new album from a running okay. horse.
5: Well, that one was the aforementioned um, second album, so we call it our second second album yep. because, um, yeah, we did start that back in t- 2017. We started that soon after we released Angels Here, which was the first album. Yeah. Got probably 80 percent done by the time the pandemic hit, and and then it just it just had been on on pause for various reasons. One, of course, being that John was on the road a lot, and um, I was distracted by other projects too. But um, once we put out A Different World, which is our pandemic album, yep. we decided to then shift focus and let's just finish this record. And, and so we just needed some final touches on it, really, and, and to get it fixed and, and mastered and, and, and get our work. And we just decided to just, just you know post it to streaming platforms. Right now there's no physical copies of that record. We haven't pressed any vinyl or done anything like that. We're no. sort of waiting to hear from the masses. If they want it, then we'll do it. Yes, if they want to,
4: spend, if they want to give me personally my cut, $100, <laughs> I'll sign anything for them. Um, I'm into monetarily um, existing now that I'm retired.
0: <laughs> so is so is Action Scales like a, a musical joy for you rather than a musical, you know, uh, kind of we have to do this because we've it's, made mean-
4: it's- it's actually more of a recording project yeah. because yeah. Bill
0: doesn't want to tour. We,
4: he would, he's amenable to doing a gig in LA or something, but he doesn't want to go tour the music. So it really is just a, a cool kind of vanity project of, uh, recording songs. And, and we each have our own little audience of people out there. So we, we, we seem to sell enough of them. We'd like to sell more, of them, but, but, um, and it's just fun to do, yeah. It's a it's a joyful project for mm-hmm. sure, you know. Except when things take too long and as we, we as they do sometimes, and it, that can frazzle the feathers on all of us, yeah, and for reasons from different places. But other than that, no. And and it's just amazing. Bill is an endless what. Well, Bill is probably by the time this was out he's probably made five albums already and put them out <laughs> cuz he's very quick. Yeah. He's uh, and he's and he just has an endless supply of songs coming out of him still a prolific songwriter. Yeah. He has never lost the fire to write.
0: Yeah. Now, did you say you retired? Does that mean you're not you're not touring with the Beach Boys anymore? Is that is that done? No, no, no. I was I was fired from the Beach Boys in uh
4: in April. April. Along he with, was
5: let go. Yeah, oh, I let okay.
4: Go. I hadn't caught up with that let news. Go. Sorry. No, well, now it's caught up. Don't be sorry. <laughs> well, you're so many hours away. I yeah. can understand how you wouldn't. Yeah, no, news. it hasn't reached you're you here. yet. It's on a boat with so, um, the with
0: the rum runners got, from the got, council the family.
4: They were going. I got the call that they were going in a new direction, and it's and it's basically Stamos's Beach Boys, and and uh, he found a new drummer for the band that he likes. His name is John Bolton. And so uh, I was let go. Oh. Um, he's a drummer. He's a sweetheart of a guy. He's very entertaining. He's very much more like Keith Moon and like a lot of twirling the sticks and does crazy stuff while he keeps the beat and sings really well. He's a sweetheart, though. He's a nice guy. But he did. He uh, He's the new guy. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm in the There's a new guitar player also. But John Bolton's awesome. We love him. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I mean, to be frank, I mean, well, or, or you can be Kevin, but I'm going <laughs> to. Thanks, John. Um, we, I kept wondering, like, when am I going to stop going on the road this much? They work a lot. They do like 180 shows a year. And that that that's a lot of work. That's gone
5: yeah.
4: from home 80% of my year. Yeah, Add the travel days into that. Yeah. And, uh, and, for 20, and, years, and for 23 years. And for twenty three years, yeah. So, you know, when it happened, I kind of went through um, the seven stages of grief in like twenty four hours. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I, I, and I called it "I feel pandemic happy." Like I don't have to go
0: anywhere. <laughs> and has, so, how's that working out in the home, though, Vicky? Is it nice having Johnnie in the house all the time?
5: Really? Oi, don't you want to join another band?
0: No, <laughs> no I don't want to tour like that no, we're, anymore.
5: We're, we're strangely, uh, not, only, not only is he home 24-7 after 23 years, but we decided to have an experiment and move to Brooklyn for a year, which has now become a year and a half. And we now live in a small studio apartment in Brooklyn, New York.
4: Almost two years.
5: Instead of our much larger home in Malibu, California. So um But she but we still, still likes me. We still like each other. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is.
4: It's really fun. And and you're in our studio right yeah, now. Yeah you're in our studio. I mean, oh the
5: nice. Dining room behind us. Yeah
4: there's there's the guitar wall. Oh beautiful the piano behind her. <laughs>
0: Oh, so have, you, have you taken the uh, the new kind of togetherness and started writing together, and uh, you, uh, you're you making music together, or what are you what are you doing musically?
4: Like? Well, we sing together. We 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 just finished a project, Vicky and I. Its working <laughs> title is the Dead Brothers Project. It's my oldest brother Bill, and um, one of my other brothers, Barry who passed away and they wrote so so many amazing songs alone and with their friends and stuff but not together but separately they were great writers and so we just finished recording six of barry's songs and six of bill's songs and just had it mixed and it will be vicky peterson and john cowsill um, and the album will be called long after the fire and that should come out in 2024. I hope somehow. I got to find a home for it. But it's uh, it's so beautiful. It's just it's very country, traditional country, and also some rocky, rock.
5: yeah.
4: um, rocky innovative
0: versions of songs. Are they songs and that we know as as council hits or not? Um,
5: well, no. there, there's only one song that the councils recorded as a group that's on this record. There's, it was a song that Barry. Um, wrote when he was a teenager, you know, 16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was on so, an album. Was and, on there the was one,
4: and there was one that was a release, but it flopped. But it was a fun song for us. But those are the only two council things. But the thing is that the one was written by Barry and the other one was written by Bill. So mm-hmm. we didn't care if it would ever been heard before, but most of it hasn't been heard before. Bill had a band called The Blue Shadows up in Canada, um, and that would be the only place you heard these songs mm-hmm. that... I and Vicky recorded of the brothers and then Barry's and they they put albums out, but they didn't have achieved great success. Yeah. And they're just and and it wouldn't have mattered. They're just songs that we loved. Yeah. With the years and we just wanted to record them. And the fact that they're not here, we just wanted to pay tribute. Maybe somebody else will get a chance to hear the songs again.
0: Oh, that's fabulous! That's fabulous. I, I, I was a fan of the cows. I'm exactly the same age as you, John. I was born two days after you, on March 4, 1956. Oh, awesome! Wow. Casey's rule. Yes, Woo! exactly right. And uh, aren't we pains in the bum to live with? But anyway, <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> I'm going to cry. So are yeah,
0: we are. Um, uh, yes, very much so. Uh, the the cows were, uh, I think, a very much underrated pop band, and I know, uh, you know. Brian Wilson loves Indian Lake and all that sort of stuff. But uh, The Rain in the Park and other things is still, for me, w- one of the great pop songs of that era. That
4: was a beautiful
5: yeah, song. Beautiful song. It was very yeah, big nice in Australia record,
0: beautiful too.
4: Beautiful
5: record. Yeah. 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 I it... agree. I think they're very underrated. And, and that is something we want to shine the light on because the, the councils were also, m- many of them were very good songwriters. Yes. And, so that is something that we wanted that this project will kind of shine a light on a bit. Yeah, How clearly. Barry, you know, at 16 or whatever, wrote and, and produced and, uh, you know, and and Bill obviously just showed up with that talent on the on the planet. Yeah, you know, well, he, he trained. With it,
4: he trained us. He was our yeah. Brian Wilson, basically. Yeah. The,
0: yeah. So,
5: the rest of the guys you know. in check. He, <laughs> yeah. he
4: trained as
0: well. So uh, the Bengals, what's what's happening with them, Vicky? Are you are you still involved or not involved, or what are their plans for 2024?
5: There's there's no touring plans. Um, the thing that we we're working on right now are a couple of couple of projects to just kind of cement our history in a way. Um, and so we have a, a biography coming out probably first quarter of 25, and around that same time we'll, probably, we'll have a documentary. That's coming out so we're working on both these things and so yes we're in contact all the time with each other um you know and working on these projects but we're in the um drafting stage of the biography it's not it's not a memoir it's not an autobiography we have a a official biographer in england who's doing it and uh, she's done extensive research and she's she's a very good writer so
4: very good so
5: yeah that's keeping us pretty Darn busy, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can admit. Oh, the Hoodoo Gurus, uh, you both appeared on uh, Get Out of Dodge, which uh, yes. uh, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. They're they a bloody terrific band. We love them.
5: Pretty, we love them. Aren't they? I just wish we could have uh, flown over for the video. <laughs> they're,
0: they're so nice.
5: Yeah, we love them. The nicest people. Yeah. Yes, John, John obviously I go back to the, the 80s with them.
4: Yep. No, I don't. Yeah. I just recently met you them just, in the last yeah. few
0: years. Yeah. But just lovely people. Yeah, we
5: love
0: them. And uh, and you sang on one of their biggest hits, Vicky, on "A Thousand Miles Away," which is just a great song. I know. God.
5: So famous I, you are. Am I? Yes.
0: So, action skulls. Let's get back to that. Is there is there plans to keep keep doing stuff, or uh, you know, no, you're not going to tour with would, it? But I would not say no. There's not mm-hmm.
4: right now. We're focused on our our brothers' project right now. Um, But still also focused on getting the word out on Action Skulls, you know, just what else can we do? I probably need to make a few videos for some of the songs on there still, but it's just it's just out there now. It Went out on CD Baby, tried to get a a label to handle it, and they just we weren't going to tour. So it made it difficult to uh, have anybody really want to sign us.
0: It's a pity because well, once, once you hear the songs, they're great songs and they're beautifully produced and, and uh, as I you. said, there's a, there's a joy and a happiness and an energy in the, in the vocal uh, vocals that you hear that's just uh, really terrific.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there is a lot of joy. It's a lot, and then there's also despair on that record. Yes. <laughs> there's highs and lows for sure on that record. I, I'm, I'm proud of that record. I like it quite a bit. And we're, we're going to be, um, John and I will be um, performing, coming up in, in various places, um, in January and February, uh, and in our set that we're pulling together, we're, we're definitely including some action skills
4: Yeah, we'll new do uh, New House. We'll be in that yeah. our yeah. set, and we've decided we'll do a version of Find the Good. Find the
0: Good's a great song. That's a good song. No. Yeah, it's a really good song. I wouldn't
4: try waiting for a day, Miss <laughs> California Sunshine. Pop over here wrote that song. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but it sounds like a Castle
0: 1960s yeah, it's, song. It's like yeah. a 1968,
5: <laughs> you know, outtake from a Castle's record. <laughs> Listen, thank you uh, both. For, thank old. you
0: both for jumping on early and and uh, and doing this. I, I appreciate. I'm sorry I screwed the time thing up. But um, no
5: worries. I, I kept singing, "Gosh." I... I Does he mean three or four? And the invite says three, but we said four. And I don't. Yeah, yeah. So what uh, is it? Who cares? What are we going to do? We're doing it now. Oh, we did it (laughs) because
4: we can do it. We did it tonight. We can roll back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can. Here, let's start from the take two. Here we go. All right. Um, we could just turn around and face the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get up and storm out of the interview and turn it into something controversial. Oh, man, that would oh, be, that be so cool.
3: It's
4: <laughs> like, you know, in a, in, a, Drama. in a fancy restaurant, I always wanted to pour me the most expensive glass of wine and then just spit it out, <laughs> spray it everywhere and push the chair away, say, are trying to kill me?
0: That would be cool. uh, yes, he's definitely a Piscean, I can tell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We just we have those thoughts, but we never do them.
5: Well, rarely. Oh, I know. I don't say never.
0: <laughs> I, I know. I, I told her. Rarely. Man, I'm having a
4: bad thought today. She says, "Well, what is?" It? I said, "No, it's the kind I shouldn't say, but it's the <laughs> kind I always have."
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you both for having a chat. It's been uh, an absolute you, delight, and uh, and good luck with that brothers project. Uh, we might even catch yeah, up if we can you. have a chat about that and, and, and put that on the program.
4: Absolutely. We'll do that another on another show. Yeah, that'd be and, great.
0: Uh, That'd we'll be probably, great.
4: We'll, we'll hold the acoustic guitars. We'll give you a live version.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> that would be wonderful. All right, man. Thank you Thanks. both. Take care. Take care. Thank, you.
5: Thank you. Oh, that's a good song. I saw her singing in the rain.
4: Teen birds in a sycamore tree Perched up high looking down at me Bowing my head, bending my knee Asking for a reason why All those years gone in a flash Disappeared most of my cash Memories fade like smoke and ash Looking for a
3: reason why
0: All right, there's the Action Skulls, uh, really, really good music. Uh, you know, the influences, obviously, the Beach Boys and Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, all that stuff. I love that stuff, so that's why I really enjoyed talking to those two and uh, and having a listen to their music as well.
1: Well, I don't think my skull can handle much more action. It's been a
3: <laughs>
1: chock-a-block show full of great things and uh, the Action Skulls, it's a really good name, actually. I like that as a name for a band, the Action Skulls. Yeah. yeah.
0: It works. Now, uh, we've got plenty more coming up. Uh, we've got to talk to Felix Cavalieri from the Rascals. Uh, we've got all sorts of people uh, dropping in to uh, to have a chat to us on uh, on Life of Brian in the year 2024. So all, all it's left to say is thanks to murcotts thanks to Mark Lane and the team there, and jump on uh, the website, murcotts.edu.au or give them a call on 1300 555 576.
1: Once more, 1300 555 576.
0: Happy New Year to you, Brian. Don't uh, don't injure yourself in the uh, in the transition from twenty three to twenty four, and uh, look forward to seeing you in the new year.
1: All right, mate. You have a great New Year too, and my um, love to all the family. And um, I'll see you in twenty twenty four. Rock on!
0: It's going to be great. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Good night, John boy. Good night, Don boy.
1: We're going to win. We're going to win big.
2: It's going to be great. <laughs>
0: Ah, beautiful.